Chapter 3 We all walked most of the way home together, feeling worn out. The flying was a little tiring, and morphing always takes a lot out of you. Tobias flew high overhead. He didn't really participate in the conversation. It's hard for him. See, he can think speak to us, and we can understand him, but when we're in human shape, we can only talk in the normal way. He can't hear us unless he's close by, and he can't be close and still fly. This morphing thing would be so excellent if it weren't for the whole thing with the Yerks, Marco was saying. I mean, if it were just normal, we could really use these powers. To do what? Fight crime? Jake asked. Marco looked at him with a mixture of pity and amusement. Fight crime? Or are you Spider-Man? I'm talking show business. Movies. TV shows. I could go on Letterman. I could be an entire episode of Stupid Petrix all by myself. You're right, I said, batting my eyes so he would know I was kidding. You already have the stupid part down. We'd be hot in horror movies, Cassie said. Or how about a stuntman, Jake suggested. One of us could jump off the tallest building and it would be totally realistic. Then we just morph into a bird on the way down and fly away. Now I'm really mad at the Yerks, Marco said. They're getting in the way of my showbiz career. I could be a millionaire. I could be trading funny lines with Dave. I could have beautiful Hollywood supermodels all over me. Uh-huh, I said with a wink at Cassie. Lots of women love animals. But sooner or later, you'd have to change back into your actual self, Marco. And then, boom, they'd be out of there. We walked along the boulevard that goes by the construction site. It's this huge area of half-finished buildings with rusted earth movers and cranes and backhoes scattered around. I guess it was originally going to be a shopping center, but for some reason they never finished it. We didn't take the shortcut through the construction site, like we would have in the old days, though. See, it was at this construction site that we saw the Andalite Prince's damaged fighter land. It was here that the Andalite warned us of the Yurk conspiracy and gave us our special powers. It was also here that we saw the Yurk commander, Visser Three, murder the Andalite Prince. Visser Three is the only one of the Yurks who has our same power to morph. Visser Three is an Andalite controller, meaning he has an Andalite body. A human controller is a Yurk with a human body. A Taxon controller is a Yurk with a Taxon body. You get the idea. Visser Three is the only Yurk to ever capture an Andalite body, so he's also the only Yurk who can morph. That night at the construction site, he morphed into some creature from a far-off planet, a huge, horrible monster. And then he took the Andalite, and... You know what? I really don't want to talk about that. You'll have to ask Jake. We all fell silent as we passed by the site. Then I noticed that Cassie had stopped walking and was just standing there. I went back to her and realized that she was crying. Are you okay? I asked. She shook her head. No. Are you? I sighed. Flying around in the sky had been a wonderful distraction, but my head was still full of awful memories. I guess not, I admitted. Last night, I had a terrible nightmare about the Yerkpool. I was back down there. Down there in that vast open cave, and I was hearing the screams and the cries of the people being dragged to the pool. Cassie nodded. You know what's worse than the screams? The way they stop screaming once the Yerk is in their heads. Once they've become controllers. Then you know they are slaves again. Lost. Like Tom. We both turned. It was Jake. 
He and Marco had seen us stop and had come back. Tom is Jake's brother. Tom is a human controller. A human being enslaved by a yerk in his head. We'd found the yerk pool and gone down into that hell to get Tom. We'd failed. We'd barely escaped with our lives. Cassie put her arm around Jake's waist. Someday we'll save Tom, she said. Jake kind of stroked Cassie's head. I guess he got embarrassed, because he instantly pulled away. Cassie didn't mind. She knows how guys are about showing their true feelings. I looked across the construction site and saw Tobias come fluttering down out of the sky. I couldn't see where he landed, because that part of the site is hidden from the road. But I knew right where he was. On the spot where the Andalite had died. Somehow, in those brief moments when the Andalite had been with us, Tobias had formed some kind of special bond with him. We started walking again. We need to find another way to get at them, I said angrily. It bothered me, imagining Tobias back in that maze of never-finished buildings, mourning for the Andalite. Get at who? Marco asked suspiciously. The French, Marco, I said sarcastically. Who do you think? The Yerks? Duh. Whoa, 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 Marco said. We tried that, remember? We went down into the Yerk pool after them and got our butts kicked. Yerks 10, humans 0. So you figure you should just give up? I demanded. We lost one game, Jake said. You don't quit the sport just because you lose one game. Some game, Marco said bitterly. Some sport. We didn't lose anyway, I said. The others looked at me like I was crazy. Look, I explained, I know we didn't save Tom, and we sure didn't stop the Yerks, but we gave them a reason to be afraid, at least. Yeah, they're terrified of us. Visser 3 probably can't sleep at night. He's so worried about five kids, Marco said sarcastically. Look, Visser 3 doesn't think we're a threat. He thinks we're lunch. He doesn't know who or what we are, I pointed out. The Yerks are convinced that we're Andalite warriors because they know we can morph, and they know that we found the Yerk pool and infiltrated it and took out a few of their taxons and Horkbajir while we were at it. I think they're probably a little nervous, at least. Jake nodded. Rachel's right. But just the same, I don't think we want to try to go back to the Yerk pool. Besides, the door is gone. We all stopped and stared at him. He shrugged. Look, I just wanted to see if the door still worked, okay? Just in case. But it's not there anymore. The door leading down to the Yerk pool had been hidden in the janitor's closet of our school. There were dozens of doors to the underground Yerk pool spread all over the city, but this was the only one we knew about. So we find another way to get at them, I said. We can follow Tom again when it's time for his Yerk to return to the Yerk pool. Yerks have to go to the pool every three days. They drain out of their host's heads and soak up chondrona rays. No, we leave Tom out of it, Jake said firmly. If we call attention to him in any way, the Yerks may decide he's trouble for them. They may decide to kill him. Marco gave me a sour look. This is what you want to keep doing? Risking our lives and the lives of everyone we know? For what? For freedom, Cassie said simply. Marco didn't have a smart answer to that. There's still Chapman, Jake said. Chapman is our assistant principal. He's also one of the most important human controllers. He runs The Sharing, the club that helps recruit unsuspecting kids into being hosts for the Yerks. If there were some way for us to get close to Chapman... Jake let the words hang in the air. He carefully didn't look at me. But I knew what he meant. He'd obviously been thinking about this for a while, 
Melissa? I asked. He nodded. It's a possibility. See, Melissa Chapman, Assistant Principal Chapman's daughter, is one of my closest friends. Or at least, she used to be. The last few months, she'd been acting very strange toward me. Like she didn't care anymore. We take gymnastics together. Actually, we got into it at the same time. You know, something to do together. I don't like using a friend that way, I said. Oh, suddenly the mighty Rachel is weaseling, Marco crowed. You don't like using your friends? You're pretty willing to risk my life. Sure, Marco, but who said you were my friend? Very funny, Marco said. But at the same time, he looked a little hurt. Kidding, Marco, I said. Just kidding. Of course you're my friend. But you're an anamorph. Melissa is just an innocent bystander. I wish I had never come up with that word, Marco said. Anamorph. Give me a break. Rachel, Melissa's father is one of the main controllers, Jake said gently, ignoring Marco. She's in this whether she likes it or not. I felt a bitter taste in my mouth. Jake was right, of course. Chapman was the logical lead to follow. And Melissa was our way to get close. It made sense. It made sense for me to betray an old friend. It also made me feel like dirt.